As global temperatures continue to rise, experts are calling attention to the devastating effects this can have on human health. Cardiovascular mortality is especially a concern, as two recent studies from the University of Pennsylvania outlined the connection between these two health risks. So what exactly do we need to know when it comes to the impact of climate change on cardiovascular health? Welcome to Heart Matters on ReachMD. I am Dr. Javed Butler, and joining me today to discuss his two studies focusing on this important topic is Dr. Samit Khatana, Assistant Professor of Medicine at the Perlman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania and a physician at the Philadelphia Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Dr. Khatana, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Great. So there's a lot written about climate change and its effect in general, but also related to health, but particular to the cardiovascular mortality as it relates to extreme heats and cardiovascular mortality and risks. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, we know that the cardiovascular system plays an important role in the body's physiologic response to heat exposure. The human body uh, can only function in a relatively narrow window of optimal core body temperature. And when there's an increase in this internal or core body temperature, whether it's due to heat exposure, physical exertion, fever, et cetera, various mechanisms within the body will try and reduce that temperature. And so this is primarily orchestrated in the brain, in the hypothalamus. And so in response to signals from the brain, as well as other receptors within the body, the heart will beat faster and harder to try and transport heat away from the internal organs to the periphery via blood. So the cardiovascular system is the primary transport mechanism of heat uh, within the body. And so this extra strain on the heart can therefore be challenging for individuals who may already have cardiovascular conditions, as well as certain cardiovascular risk factors such as diabetes or are on certain medications like beta blockers or diuretics. So we know from previous studies that heat exposure can lead to a higher risk of heart attacks and strokes. And some other studies in the past have noted that in certain cities or in certain specific heat events that there might have been an increase in cardiovascular mortality as well. However, what has been lacking so far was an analysis that incorporated all or most of the country across multiple years using relatively contemporary data. And so seeing this gap in the literature, we decided to address that. So with that background in mind, let's just now zero in into the two studies that you have performed. Can you just tell us what exactly was analyzed? What was the question? What were the sources of data? So there had been some previous studies examining cardiovascular health in relation to extreme heat. Most of those have been limited to certain areas, particularly cities, and typically just around certain heat events. And so one very common heat event that's been studied in the past is the Chicago heat wave in the mid-90s. In 2003, you might remember there was a big heat wave in Paris. And so there have been some studies that have focused on those individual heat waves. And I think they pointed towards some important findings that cardiovascular health might be impacted by those heat waves. But what was lacking was a more thorough understanding across the entire country. And why is that important? It's important because the relationship between heat and mortality is going to be impacted by the environment, the structure, the infrastructure of where people are living, whether there's access to greenery, tree canopy, et cetera. And so we thought that analyzing a broader swath of the country would allow us a better understanding of what is happening to cardiovascular mortality in relation to extreme heat. The second thing I should point out is no study so far has really been able to say how many 
heart disease-related deaths, cardiovascular uh, disease-related deaths have occurred due to extreme heat. And we think that's important because, as you probably know, extreme heat is increasing in frequency, intensity, and duration year after year over the last 30 to 40 years. And it's projected to continue to increase over the next several decades. So in order to answer these questions, we separated our analysis into two questions. What, the first question was, what is the effect of extreme heat or what is the association of extreme heat with all-cause mortality? And then the second part of that question was, uh, then what is the association of extreme heat with cardiovascular disease-specific mortality? And so the first analysis was published in JAMA Network Open in May, and then the second analysis was published in circulation a little bit later. And so both of these studies used mortality data and temperature data that we acquired from the CDC, and it examined deaths in summer months for all adults 20 years of age and older between 2008 and 2017 across all counties in the contiguous United States, which consists of the 48 mainland states and the District of Columbia. So that was the setup for the two studies. And what were the findings? In both studies, we found that on average, as the number of extreme heat days per month increased in a particular county, the number of deaths, whether they were from any cause or from cardiovascular disease, specifically also increased. And so what we found for, was that for each uh, one additional extreme heat day per month, there was an increase in 19 deaths from any cause or around three deaths from cardiovascular causes per 10 million people. And so these numbers might not seem uh, large, you know, at first glance, uh, 19 uh, per 10 million people or three per 10 million people, but when multiplied across all summer days across the entire contiguous United States, we estimated that depending on the definition of extreme heat that we used, the total number of excess deaths from any cause associated with extreme heat in that study period was approximately 13,000 to 20,000 deaths from any disease or approximately six to 7,000 deaths from cardiovascular conditions. For those just joining us, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD. I am Dr. Javed Butler, and I'm speaking with Dr. Samid Khatana about climate change and its impact on cardiovascular mortality. Boy, I, I am really intrigued now, so I have a few questions. So do you think that Southern half of the United States, where the temperatures are higher to begin with, there is some sort of adaptation that in the summer months when the heat is very high, the body is kind of used to it and tolerates it better, as opposed to, say, the northern areas where the summer temperatures are not that high, but all in all, there is more swings in temperature. You know, I think that's a great question, and I'm glad you brought it up. When we um, explored our findings a little bit further, we also wanted to look at heterogeneity of this association in different areas. I'll mention is our analysis is a county-level analysis, and so um, it's difficult to say what is happening on an individual level, but we can say that in counties with more extreme heat days, there's more people who are dying from cardiovascular conditions. One of the subgroup uh, analyses that we did was we broke up the counties into groupings based on the total number of extreme heat days that occurred. So unsurprisingly, the most number of extreme heat days occur in the South um, and parts of the Southeast and certain parts of the Midwest as well. And uh, the fewest, as, as you mentioned, occur in the Northeast, uh, some parts of the upper Midwest. And so when we look at the actual association, meaning how many additional deaths were uh, occurring due to one additional extreme heat day, we found that in the counties with the fewest number of extreme heat days, had a stronger relationship than in the counties where there was more heat days occurring. And so why could this relationship occur? You know, could there be something physiologic? I think th that's possible, but I think one thing that probably 
is likely that there's differences in culture and infrastructure and people's awareness of extreme heat. So areas of the country that perhaps have not been exposed to this in the past, local governments probably aren't ready for when extreme heat occurs, you know, getting people to cooling centers and making sure people have access to air conditioning. Maybe even people themselves might not be aware that extreme heat is an issue. And so people who've lived in areas where extreme heat happens more frequently might know to take those precautions where people in other areas might not. Can you give us some of your biggest takeaways, but more so what future research hold in this direction and what are some of the strategies that can be implemented to mitigate some of these issues? I think uh, the main takeaway is that, yes, extreme heat is causing or most likely associated with excess deaths, whether they're from any cause or specifically related to cardiovascular health. Some estimates uh, suggest uh, from previous studies that cardiovascular disease might be the single biggest contributor of deaths related to extreme heat compared to any other cause. And our analysis suggests that maybe around half of the deaths that have occurred or excess deaths that have occurred due to extreme heat might be due to cardiovascular disease. And so that's uh, one of the major takeaways. We also found that men had a, a significantly greater association between extreme heat and cardiovascular mortality, as well as all-cause mortality compared to women. And then when we looked at subgroups of race and ethnicity, we found that non-Hispanic Black adults had a significantly greater increase in cardiovascular mortality compared to uh, white adults when exposed to extreme heat as well. Several previous studies have shown that in neighborhoods that have more minority populations, there's less tree cover, people have lower access to air conditioning, there's more of what's called the urban heat island effect, which means that urban built up areas warm up faster than surrounding rural, less built up areas. And we, all, we already know the disparities that exist in healthcare access and other structural issues. And so some of the differences that we're seeing between populations are likely related to uh, these structural issues rather than just physiologic or healthcare related issues. In terms of future directions, we would really like to identify specific populations that are most being impacted by this. So one population that I'm particularly interested interest in is the homeless population. We know the homeless individuals, unfortunately, have very high burden of cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular risk factors. They also have very poor access to healthcare resources and almost by definition are very exposed to, uh, to the elements. And so what impact are climate factors like extreme heat having on this uh, particularly vulnerable population? I think we shouldn't pretend and say that there are simple solutions. This is a very complex problem involving systems that span the globe, affecting people at many different levels. And obviously in the long-term national and global policies to address climate change are needed. But in the short to medium term, there are things that local, state, and maybe even the federal government can do to prepare areas for extreme heat through things like heat action plans. So those more or less ensure that there's access to cooling for individuals, particularly vulnerable individuals, when extreme heat does occur. And oftentimes that's in the form of cooling centers, so community centers, high schools, various areas where people can gather in the setting of extreme heat. And then there's other measures as well. In many states, particularly in the Northeast, uh, utility companies are not allowed to shut off power, say, when there's extreme cold. I would say uh, municipal governments understand the devastating effect cold can have, but many areas don't really give as much weight to heat. So ensuring that we don't have power cutoffs in the middle of an uh, extreme heat wave, I think those kind of policies are very actionable items that can be done in the short term, rather than just thinking that, well, climate change is a big issue, it can't be solved. 
um, and sort of punting this thing down the road. Well, this has certainly been an, an, an incredibly important, fascinating topic to discuss. And I really want to thank my guest, Dr. Samin Fatana, uh, for sharing his insights on the impact of climate change on the cardiovascular health. Uh, Dr. Khatana, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Great. Thank you so much. For ReachMD, I'm Dr. Javed Butler. To access this and other episodes in our series, visit reachmd.com slash heartmatters, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.